Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am one of your hosts, Wes Easley. You can find me on Twitter, at Lofinit on Twitter, and you can also follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore, but if you want really good advice, if you want somebody to help you set your lineups, if you want somebody to follow each and every day who will give you good fantasy nuggets all along the way, I encourage you to follow my friend Pierre at Wee 31 on Twitter. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Pierre? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. You kind of threw me off with the Twitter. I was like, wait, wait, what's happening here? But I like the touch. You have to toss that in. A little pizzazz there. <laughs> Well, you know, my middle name is Pizzazz, Pierre. My middle name is Pizzazz. <laughs> hey, man, we were talking a little bit before the show in the pre-show fistfight uh, that the it, it, this this is a tough week. This is a tough week for the DFS streamers because the matchups just aren't really fantastic. Whenever we sit there and look at them, it gave, gave, gave me a little bit of hesitancy as I was trying to put show notes together. It's true. It's true. There's not too many high um, over-unders. There's a few that, you know, are 50 or above, but not those. You know, 54, 55, multiple ones, you know, four or five like we've seen in, in weeks past. And some of those good teams that are usually in those higher totals are up against good defensive teams. So it's going to be interesting how, how lineups shake out this week. Yeah, so let's uh, go ahead and give everybody a little update on what those game totals are. And I, I just wrote down the ones that were 50 plus, 50 plus Arizona and the Rams. Kansas City and Philadelphia are both sitting at 54 and a half which mm-hmm. we always like to target those higher those higher scoring games. The Raiders versus the Chargers at 52.5, Seattle and San Francisco at 52, Cleveland and Minnesota at 51.5, and, and Carolina and Dallas, which I, is at 50.5 points there uh, this week. And I don't think I included a Thursday night game in there. I don't think I – no, 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 I didn't. Uh, but then the ones that were minus 44, like the, the, the game totals are 44 points or less. Detroit and Chicago. I think that one is put at six points this week. I think that's <laughs> it. Might be. I think it's both defenses are, are projected for three apiece. Well, what, no, what's one? What's projected Two for nine, and one's projected for minus three. I won't tell you. Uh, the Giants in New Orleans at forty-three, Indianapolis and Miami at forty-three, and Baltimore and Denver. At 44 points, that one looks like an over to me. That 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 one's sniffing over to me. I don't know why it's just sniffing over. Maybe we'll figure it out as we go along here on the DFS Dreamer podcast. Uh, so that's that's where we like to target things. And like you said before, uh, we don't like to not target those lower scoring games because there might be some little fantasy nuggets in there. Uh, but Pierre, let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about managing bankroll on episode one, I think, of this year's podcast. So how do you do that with going into maybe GPPs or going into like uh, what was the other one called? The uh, uh, doing head to heads or cash <laughs> games or anything like that. Do you have like a set amount that you go into it like a percentage wise? So you can and a lot of people do it differently. So I personally, I try to stick mostly to probably I'd say 70 percent cash games. So. Most of the, the money I'm putting in is going to be your, your double ups, uh, your, your head to heads, your 50 50 type games. Uh, then it'll be about 30% um, with, when it comes to GPPs, which is your guaranteed prize pools, your tournaments, et cetera. Um, and the reason is, is you're, you're more obviously likely to cash, uh, on 50 50s than you are with GPPs, which tend to only pay out about the top 20 to 18%. Uh, when it comes to DraftKings, and they're they're very top heavy for most of the contests. So in order to get your your bang for your buck, you're going to have to probably finish in the top ten 
um, of those contests in order to kind of get your your ROI, um, I guess you could say, for your return on investment. Uh, okay. the, the other, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said the, the other kind of cash games that I've kind of gotten into more. They're not fifty fifties, but they're they're similar. So you have like triple ups uh, where you can triple your money. You got quintuple ups, you know, which, which is the five multiplier. So again, you can get in some of those, and you're looking at maybe you know twenty eight people. Uh, in a quintuple up, you finish in the top five, you know, you're turning your five bucks into 25 bucks. So those are a little better odds uh, in regards to to building your bankroll as well um, than just the standard uh, GPPs where you have different 150, you know, max entries, 20 max entries. If you're getting into GPPs, you probably want to go more your single entry, your, your three entry max. Uh, so that way you're not up against a, a bunch of different correlations and a bu- bunch of different you know, lineups that, you know, different professionals and sharks are, are building uh, in regards to their core. Yeah. And, and always just go around there and mash around the buttons, uh, whatever platform you're playing these games on, these, these, these cash games on, and just try to find out like, Hey, is, is this a multi entry game or is this a mm-hmm. single entry game? And that's always, uh, you can educate yourself so much just by going around there, taking your time to me. I know for me, whenever I first stepped into this and I think it was two years ago, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what in the world was going on, cuz. I mean, I just I, <laughs> there were so many buttons to push. There were so many numbers. There were so, there was a lot of things moving around in there. And until it finally started slowing down for me, I don't want to. I, I really wasn't that competitive in those things. I was just learning. It was it was the yeah. school of hard knocks for me again. All right, so I got another percentage question for you. What's that? One of the running backs I loved last week, right? Who was it? Tyson Tyson Williams. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. loved, loved him last week. Just complete flop. He did. He did. So when you love a player, how much, how, how how many lineups do you put him in? What kind of percentage do you put him in so that not every lineup you build is a flop? Because, I, you know, on some of these sites that help you build lineups and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you could put roster ship percentages in there. Yeah. Do, you, do you worry about that at all? I really don't because I'm a I'm a one lineup person, so I know that's not really the the popular way of playing because uh, I really kind of limit, you know, my my chances when I I stick to one lineup. But I try to build the best lineup I can, and then I play it everywhere. If it does well, I'm gonna win everywhere. If it does poorly, I'm gonna lose everywhere. Um, but it really depends because a lot of times when you're contrarian, that's probably gonna be your own thoughts. So if you're really high on that guy. Uh, you probably want to play him, you know, more than what the field's going to play him. And, and what that means is, so let's say uh, we'll use Derrick Henry, for example. I know he's the, the highest price uh, running back this week. Let's say the field's like 25 percent, you know, on him. He's projected to be, you know, 25 percent uh, rostered across uh, DraftKings itself. If you're really big on, on Derrick Henry and he's popping mm-hmm. off, you, wa- you want to get higher than that than that 25 percent. You want to be higher than the field. It could be 30%, 35%, 50%. Uh, you just want to be higher because you're going to set yourself apart from that, you know, 75% that didn't that didn't roster him. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're below that and he goes off and you don't have him, then you're you're kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to that 25% and you're trying to catch up in different spots elsewhere. Okay. Well, I, I, I got you. I, I like to play 100 dime lineups is what I like to play <laughs> here. So, But again, I always speak to when you go to, to GPPs, you really want to correlate your roster. And uh, I think the easiest way of doing that is, again, to, to play basically a, a stack, which is a quarterback um, and two of his pass catchers or a running back. Uh, and then you want to run it back with someone else. And that really stood out uh, last week when you look at the 
the millionaire maker. So that, that contest, again, it's 150 max, $20 entries. There's hundreds of thousands of people in there. When you look at that winning lineup, they did just that. They had uh, Josh Allen, uh, where's the quarterback. They stacked them up with Cole Beasley, um, Emmanuel Sanders, and they brought it back with Logan Thomas on, on the Washington football team. Uh, then they, they had other pieces that, that had to do well also. But that's just the easiest route uh, to victory in tournaments. If you can find the, the right game, which, you know, it's difficult. There's, you know, 13-plus games sometimes. But if you find the right game, you know, pick a stack, correlate it, run it back with someone else. Uh, you tend to to do pretty well, and you don't have to worry about that too much in cash games. Uh, you're looking for more like a 150 uh, average in cash games to, to get into that 50-50 that mark. Uh, that tends to be roughly, you know, 17 per position in regards to points, whereas you're going to need probably 200-plus to take down a GPP. So that's why you want to correlate, hope a game goes off, hope a game, you know, shoots out. I know the, the Rams and Bucks was a, another game that I saw with a lot of stacks with Stafford and Cup and Higby. You know, they brought it back with Godwin or Mike Evans. So those are the type of things you want to do that makes it a little easier, but it's still giving you the biggest bang for your buck at your position. Yeah, and it all revolves around the quarterback, which is where we're going to start here this mm-hmm. week on the DFS Dreamer podcast, not just for DraftKings or any kind of those DFS lineups, but also we talk a little bit here about season long and redraft and all those things. So, uh, But it all starts off with the quarterback. And we're going to start it off with $8,100 Patrick Mahomes. We're going to take it all the way down to the 7K mark with Matthew Stafford. And since your name is Pierre and I liked it a lot, let's let's go with the <laughs> let's go with the we or the no as far as paying off the three times value that we look for here on the DFS Dreamer podcast. Okay, all right, uh, let's do it. So Patrick Mahomes going against those Philadelphia Eagles. He is priced at eighty one hundred this week. We or no paying off three times his value. Uh, we for for Mr. Mahomes. Uh, Chiefs struggling. They're one and two. This is a big game for them uh, going on the road uh, against Philly. Uh, he really needs around that 24 range, and he's done that all three weeks. Uh, even in the loss last week to the Chargers, he was right up, you know, 24.9, close to 25. So we for Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, who finally had a great fantasy game last week. You know, just a, we don't want to say good. or It was a great mm-hmm. fantasy game last week. He's at 8K. I think he'll be able to reach that against Houston. The Buffalo Bills don't seem to let off the throttle when they pay, le, play lesser opponents, Pierre. <laughs> it's true, and they're, they're pass-heavy anyways, so they're, they're a passing team. Uh, they don't really get Singletary or Moss too much involved. They do to keep the defenses honest, but I'm going to go we there again. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, said he was broken, et cetera, and all it took is the – Washington football team coming to town, and now you got a lesser opponent with the Houston Texans, so we he might put up another 40, who knows. Going back to last week, this makes seven wees in a row, Pierre. I, I believe seven <laughs> wees in a row, but Kyler Murray might break that streak. It is the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams this week. Kyler is at 7,800 against one of the more stout defenses in the league. He mm-hmm. doesn't have a running game going into Los Angeles. We or no, he'll hit three times his value. Yeah, this is this is tough. Um, I like the over-under on this game a lot, so they're going to have to put up points. So I think I'm going to lean no, though. Uh, or no, I guess you could say. So 7,800, it's, it's still a good price for Kyler. But as you mentioned, the, the Rams have a pretty good defense. They have allowed points to the air. So, you know, Brady, you know, still got 30-plus uh, last week, even though they were trailing. Uh, I think Wentz even got, you know, 17 to 19 or so. So you can put up points um, against the Rams because oftentimes you're trailing and you're trying to catch up. So he could. Uh, but, again, you're looking at, you know, a division rivalry type game. Uh, he didn't play well against them last year. Granted, he was hurt at that time. But I'm going to go no 
and we'll we'll see how it plays out. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets there, but I'm going to lean on the, the side of caution here. Another guy, Lamar Jackson, who who seems ready to explode if he can get the right pieces around him. I, I you know, just the, the it, it drove me crazy last week. That that game did. I think they might have been looking uh, past past the Detroit Lions last week. But he's at seventy five hundred. We or no for Lamar Jackson this week against Denver. I'm going to go no with him as well. Um, I know he was absent today with a back issue in practice. I think he'll play, uh, but he's got to have guys that catch the ball and Hollywood Brown, he can't probably be called Hollywood anymore. I don't know what's going on. I know it's Hollywood, Florida, not California, but, but man, he had like four drops and I think three of them would have been touchdowns. If that happens, that game may not be as close, but Denver has a really good defense. You know, Teddy two gloves is playing really well there. So I feel like this is going to be more of a defensive battle. I know you think it's going to hit the over. I think I'm going to go the the under. Uh, I think the, the Ravens defense looked better. I think the Broncos have a good defense. And uh, I know I think Rashad Bateman's coming off the IR, so that might be an additional weapon for Lamar. Uh, but currently I'm going to know just because Mark Andrews is really the only one catching the ball right now. Yeah, and it, I, I, the over-under is so low. That's the only reason why. And a lot yeah. of those the games can go over. And once again, if Lamar Jackson hits a couple of those, that throws Denver into that throwing position. And like you said, Teddy's played really well. Uh, Russell Wilson, 7,100. All he has to do is get to that 21-point mark. Russell Wilson at San Francisco. Can he do it? Yeah, I'm going to go we. Uh, I've always liked the 49ers defense. You know, they got Bosa back coming off the, the, the edge there, but – they just haven't looked as, as as stout, I guess you could say. You know, Rodgers, you know, drove down the field in, what, 34 seconds, came back uh, during that Sunday night game. You had uh, even Goff, you know, threw, threw up a big fantasy point total against them. So I think Russell Wilson can definitely do so. Sounds like Lockett's healthy. Uh, Metcalf's there. So I expect this to to kind of shoot out as well. And I think that's why it's one of the, the totals over 50. So I'm going to go we for Russell Wilson. Matthew Stafford jumped out of the 6K price range last from last week after putting up 30, 33 fantasy points against Tampa Bay. Pierre, he's playing the Arizona Cardinals this week. Is he going to pay off his 7K value? Yeah, we for, for Stafford again. Uh, he's kind of locked in. He, he seems to be really fitting well with McVay. Him and Cooper Cup are connecting like crazy. So I'm going to stay we. Uh, you're looking at about 21. I think he can get there. Uh, he didn't against the, the Colts game, but again, that was a slower pace game and, you know, it was kind of back and forth for us. If he gets out in front of that home crowd, they can, they can really put up points in the, the highest over under right now. So I have it at 55 currently, uh, whereas the, the Chiefs and Philly are, are down to 54 and a half. So I say we for Stafford. Speaking of the 6K mark, this is where we're mm-hmm. going to sit in our next little range here, our next little tier, 6,900 with Jalen Hurts, all the way down to 6K and Sam Darnold, okay? Uh, okay? There are seven players in that 6K tier, starting there with Hurts, Rogers, Prescott, Cousins, Tannehill, Mayfield, and, and Darnold. Okay. There, are, there are three of them. No, I'm sorry. There are two of them that I love. Two of them that I love, Pierre. Can you name those two? Jalen Hurts. Well, yes, that's of course one of them. Okay, Jalen Hurts is <laughs> Jalen Hurts is that guy. But against that Kansas City Chief team, uh, they're giving up uh, the lowest point total that they've given up is twenty one to any quarterback. So I think that he'll be able to get that three times value right there with that. But also uh, thinking about that, that Kansas City, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a run and gun. And mm-hmm. we've seen what Jalen could do in those kind of situations. Even if he doesn't have the greatest wide receiving core, they, he always seems to figure out a way to get in that 20 to 30 point range. He does. And he has rushing upside himself. And even if they're trailing, you kind of want that, 
you know, out of your, your quarterback is they're, they're going to have to throw the ball. So, you know, that's putting up points, putting up yardage. Uh, you kind of seen that in the, the Dallas game, you know, they're in garbage time. There's easy ways to to pick up points there, even though that game was out of hand. So I, I like Jalen Hurts as well. Uh, one more. So I know who it should be, but I, I'm guessing you. you hate <laughs> no, 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 no. You need to pick the person <laughs> it should be. Okay. That's what the game is. But I, not- I know who's who's on the other side of this bike is the whole thing. And you have some biases. So I'll say Sam Darnold. <laughs> no, it's Aaron Rodgers. No, yes. it's not. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. What yes. are you talking about? It is Aaron Rodgers. It has no. to be. No, I, uh, for me, it is Sam Darnold. I, I like the 6K mark. It only means he only has to get to 18. Sam Darnold mm-hmm. this year has put up uh, 28, 23, and 20. So he has he's a surpassed that mark each and every time. Dallas is giving up 26 uh, DraftKings points to everybody. Look, this is this is easy. This is easy pickings right here. I like Sam Darnold at 6K to be able to save you some money. And, yes, I thought about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I know he's, <laughs> it's going to be at home against Pittsburgh. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're going to have to let off the throttle at some point midway third, through the third quarter. I bet Pittsburgh's nothing to me right now. Yeah, they're not looking great, but if they have to let off the throttle, that means that the throttle was once down. And Rodgers <laughs> is going to play a, a part of that. And again, you're looking at, you know, 18 to 21. He did that all but one game, I think, last year, maybe two. Uh, he had the, the, the Tampa game. And then there was one against Carolina. He was just above 18. So every other game, he, he hit that. So I knew you being the, the Packers hater that you no. were, that you weren't going to include him. But with Darnold, I'm kind of concerned. So I like him. I like his price. Uh, but Dallas's defense hasn't been terrible. Ever since they moved Micah, Parson, Micah Parsons to a defensive end, uh, they actually looked pretty decent. Um, they got Diggs there in the secondary. He's playing really well. I think this will be the first big challenge that, that Darnold has without, mm-hmm. you know, McCaffrey. Yeah, they had the Saints, but he had McCaffrey that game. He's not going to have McCaffrey here. It's not the Texans uh, going into Dallas, you know, Jerry World. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays. I'm actually intrigued to see how Darnold plays without McCaffrey in a bigger matchup. So I think he can get to that 18, but it, it won't be as easy, I think, as people think it is. No, and, and I was thinking about building the stacks, too, because I, okay. I thought, you know, with Darnold, I can build a pretty easy stack right right there with a couple of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I may be able, to be, able, be able to save some money with putting Marshall in there as one of those options as well. But uh, And when I thought about Aaron Rodgers, how am I going to build a stack and then run it back? Who am I going to run it back with? And, and the, the, you know, the choices get really slim at, at some point with that Pittsburgh and Green Bay game. So that was one of the reasons why. Yeah, it makes sense, and obviously Adams is going to be one. You have yeah. to have him in oh, there, yeah. and uh, I think the the one place you may get some salary when we get the the wide receiver um, there with the Packers because they have a, a injury that we need to monitor, but we'll see. Okay, all right. Uh, the other ones that I kind of passed over, Dak Prescott seems like he's in a good spot, but Carolina mm-hmm. has a tough defense. But I, I really like Kirk Cousins this year. He's played really outstanding. He's got three wide receivers. You just got to kind of pick out which one. I don't know that you can necessarily miss. We missed on Osborne <laughs> last week, but uh, it's hard to miss with just picking out Thielen and Jefferson right there. Uh, but the Cleveland defense is a little bit tough, and so it scares me a little bit there. Yeah, that's the, the tough thing with the, the defense itself. Uh, Cleveland looked pretty good. Hell, Mahomes even in check for about a half um, before he got going. So it's definitely something to to keep in mind. I think Thielen missed practice today with a knee also, so that's something to monitor. But this is one of the the games with, with higher than a fifty um, over under right now. So that's that's something you know to pay attention to. Dalvin Cook, you want to pay attention to his situation because you know if he's back in the lineup, then Kirk may not pass as much. 
as he, he did with Madison, but you know, Madison got carries too, but uh, I do like cousins, but I do worry uh, for one, you want Thielen to be out there. You want him to be healthy. Uh, but also the Browns have, I feel one of the more underrated defenses in the NFL right now. Definitely. All right, let's go to the next little tier here from Heineke all the way down. I guess it's not a little tier, but let's take yeah. it all the way down to Matt Ryan. All right. At 5,400. And I want to ask you, who would you rather have here? Okay. We'll, so we'll drop it all the way down to Matt Ryan. And let me ask you, would you rather play Matt Ryan at 5,400 or Carson Wentz at the same price against Miami this week? You know, I don't appreciate you start here, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Wentz is my guy, but I'll take Matt Ryan. Uh, Wentz doesn't look great with his two, you know, sprained ankles. Uh, he should be healthier going into this week, but I still think Miami, it's just tough. So I'm glad you actually have this matchup because I think going into the season, uh, both the Washington football team and the Miami uh, Dolphins, we, we thought we were going to have top-notch type of defenses. And so far, that hasn't played out. Um, but I would lean uh, with, with Matt Ryan right now. Washington looks really, really bad. Uh, he does have, you know, Ridley. Uh, he has pits. He has he has weapons. Whereas you know Ty is still in the IR. Uh, Wentz lost Quentin Nelson. They're not getting Jonathan Taylor involved. So I would go Matt Ryan as much as that pains me to say right now. I understand. Well, it, it's painful to have to choose between Matt Ryan and Ben, ben Roethlisberger at Green Bay as well. <laughs> I don't know. Both of these quarterbacks, man, we 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 well, we all know that we've seen they've seen better days. And I don't know if either one of them are going to be able to make it out of the game with their shoulders still attached at some point. But would you rather play Matt Ryan or Ben Roethlisberger at 5,500? I stick with Matt Ryan because at least he can throw the football right now, whereas Roethlisberger is just he's lost it. I don't know if it's the the peck, I'm going to guess it's not because he, he struggled a bit last year. Uh, a lot of just low, 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 low targets in regards to not really airing it out. So short yardage stuff. That's why you're seeing, you know, Najee Harris, Najee Harris get what, 19 targets. Mm-hmm. I think it was last week. Deontay Johnson has always been a, a target monster because he he runs those type of routes as well that are just quick, quick type of outs that, that Roethlisberg can dump it off to. I think that's who he is now. So I'm going to go with Ryan because I feel like he still at least has some strength. Uh, if he wants to air it out. Uh, a weird stat I think I saw, and you can fact check me on this one, that the Atlanta Falcons have yet to have a 25-yard uh, play this season, which is just one of those weird things uh, that you see. And I, I think Matt Ryan has also aged right before my eyes. Matt Ryan then or J- Jimmy Garoppolo against the Seattle Seahawks at 5,600. So I like Garoppolo. Um, I kind of feel like he's getting a bad rap uh, there with Trey Lance behind him. Uh, but that's why I'm going to go with, with Matt Ryan again. So I don't think he'll get benched, but uh, just watching that Packers game, like that, they start off slow and all the fans are, you know, booing, calling for Lance, kind of similar to that Dalton and, and Justin Fields situation there in Chicago. So you never know if he gets off to a slow start, he'll get pulled. Whereas I, I don't feel like there's anyone good behind Matt Ryan. So I'm going to still go with Ryan there. Okay. Ryan or Jameis Winston at 5,600. Uh, still Matt Ryan. I do like Jameis, but uh, I don't know. You can you never know what he's going to do. <laughs> he could be the, the guy against the, the Packers is like lighting it up, or he could be the, the guy that really struggled there in week two against Carolina. Didn't do much against New England. He had a couple touchdowns, but they're, they're using Kamara more as a, you know, a bell cow type of back, running the ball more there. Taysom Hill still involved. He's getting snapped. So I would go with the guy that you know is going to be under center uh, the whole game as long as he's not injured, and that's Matt Ryan. Wow, I know who you're picking in this one then. Matt Ryan or Teddy Bridgewater? 
You know who I'm picking? Who am I picking? I I, I don't know how you're not going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. I know it's the Baltimore defense, Pierre, <laughs> but I mean, at least he has the ability to hit some wide receivers uh, all around him, and he's got a lot of weapons to use. And I'm still going that Ryan. It's, really? <laughs> I am. I just I just like his matchup better this week. So I do like Teddy better as a quarterback. Uh, but I, I like Matt Ryan's matchup against Washington. They're, they haven't shown me much, you know, so far this season. Again, they have Heineke on the other side as well. Um, so he can have mistakes. You know, he's still, you know, a younger quarterback trying to find his way. Uh, whereas, you know, Baltimore likes to run the ball. So, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, your guy Tyson, they can keep him off the field a little bit. Uh, their defense is really good. They lost another, you know, weapon with K.J. Hamler going on the IR. Uh, so now they're down to, you know, what Sutton and then Tim Patrick, uh, obviously no offense. So I just feel like, you know, Ryan's going to going to have the weapons, going to have the matchup. So I still lean him over over Tevy two gloves there. I officially broke up with Tyson around the first quarter. last. Week, right? <laughs> it was In funny kind of watching Twitter have a meltdown. You could tell who was invested because they're like, what yeah. is going on? Where's he at? <laughs> Well, you know, I move the needle sometimes, and I'm sorry I moved it in the wrong direction for everybody. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan or Daniel Jones against the Saints at 5,800. Sticking with Ryan, um, yep. Daniel Jones kind of hurt me last week. I thought he would kind of have a coming out. I know it didn't help that Slayton and Shepard went down early, but I, I'm still leaning Matt Ryan out of this group. And finally, Matt Ryan or Tyler Henneke. Henneke, Henneke. Still Matty Ice. So wow. Matty Ice is my guy in this range here. Okay, all right, I can see that. I guess I I I just have to watch him week in and week out. And I'm going. I have no idea. This is not the same guy I'm used to here. All right, anybody here at the bottom part of the the field, and I don't mean to say that tongue in cheek there, even with <laughs> Justin Fields there, but but uh, anybody here at the bottom that you look and you go, wow, that's really great value for that guy. Uh, so I want to say he's he's won Justin Fields. I don't know who's going to start though. Um, Matt Nagy's doing Matt Nagy things. So he's still saying that Dalton's the QB one, so he may be back. But if he's not, uh, if Nagy can call a decent game, which I'm not sure he can, uh, I do feel like Phils can bounce back. But um, I actually like Jacoby Brissett uh, down at 5,100. Um, I've watched the coach defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not the defense that I thought we were going to be. Uh, he should have familiarity with that defense being a former coach. Uh, he has rushing upside itself. He ran in one, you know, last week against the Raiders there. I got 20 points. If he gets 20 again uh, at 5,100, you'll be ecstatic. Um, the Colts have gotten beaten by Tannehill, um, Russell Wilson, uh, Stafford. They've all put up around 20 or more against us. So that trend could continue. Uh, so I do like Jacoby Brissett at 5,100, but he's like the last one down here. Yeah, I, I like Jacoby as well. Revenge game there. The only thing I'm, I'm afraid of with Justin Fields this week He's playing in Chicago, and that yeah. Detroit team does not roll over. That Detroit team, I think, can smell blood in the water this week. It's their first potential victory that they really can see. They can get to Justin Fields and and kind of kind of fluster him a little bit. And let me just tell you, the Chicago natives are restless right now, and it's not directed <laughs> towards Fields, but it's directed towards Nagy. But when those boo birds start coming out in Chicago, it could get really, really ugly, really, really <laughs> fast. All right, it's true. It's true. I'm not sure what he was doing with the, the play call and again it's cleveland so keep that in mind you know good defense yep. uh but their their team's kind of popping in projections this weekend if they're popping uh in projections with the skill players and then fields has to be in play or, or whoever's under center hopefully it's fields there 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully. All right, so let's go to the tight end real quick because tight okay. end is one of those positions where we can save a little bit of money unless, of course, we're just going to go with the perennial all-star yeah. at 8,100 who is Mr. 24 points. He's he's Mr. That's 24 it. in my end, and I have no reason to believe that he will not get to there uh, against Philadelphia this week. Am I right? Yeah, he, I'm playing Travis Kelsey. You have to. He He's so consistent. He sets you he sets you apart, you know, when it comes to the, the tight ends as well. Otherwise, you're really hoping, like you're hoping for what Higby did last week, or obviously what what Dalton Schultz did. You know, I know that wasn't on the main slate, but you're kind of hoping for one of those performances out of those mid level guys. Whereas you know what you're gonna get with, with Kelsey, um, just Mr. Consistent. I believe he's sixth overall, you know, including quarterbacks and fantasy points so far this year. Wow. Um, so he's he's right up there like he was last year when you called him a wide receiver one. Uh, he's right back there. So I, I love Kelsey, and he'll probably be my tight end. He is 2K above Kittle and Hawkinson, just about 2K, above mm-hmm. both of those guys. Is he worth paying up for this week, or can we save a little bit of money and get three times return on Kittle or Hawkinson? I'm paying up for him. I played Hawkinson with him last week, and Hawkinson got me three points. <laughs> so that's not the consistency. He had two good games before that. But he kind of came back down to earth, whereas Kelsey, as long as he's healthy, I don't see him coming back down to earth. We, again, we just saw what Dalton Schultz uh, did against this same, you know, Philly's team, Philadelphia Eagles team um, on Monday night there. So you're looking at, you know, what he got 26, Dalton Schultz, uh, six for 80 and two touchdowns. And you're talking about Travis Kelsey now with Mahomes throwing the ball. So, yeah, I like Kelsey over both those guys. Okay, what about Kittle at 5,900, though? You're playing him? I like Kittle, um, but I just, again, I'm, I'm worried about their quarterback situation okay. uh, when it comes to Jimmy G. And, again, he sat out of practice himself with a calf, uh, which is concerning early on. I know they say he's going to play, but, you know, you saw Brandon Aya get back involved. You saw Debo um, Samuel. You know, he's been a target monster. 49ers really like to run the ball first uh, if they can, whereas, you know, Mahomes has Kelsey, he has Tyreek Hill. Those are really his main two options. So that's what you, you want. You want that volume. Okay, I have a new game for us. Okay. I I will guess if it is a peewee play or not, okay, in this next okay. one. Is, is it a peewee play or not? Starting at Andrews at 5,300, and we'll go all the way down to our new favorite player here on DFS Dreamers, uh, Mike Jacecki, as long as Jacoby Brissett is under center. I, uh, so let's <laughs> let's go all the way down there. At least that's my favorite, maybe not yours. I was but, like, we. <laughs> <laughs> you know that answer already, then, huh? But let's go all the way down from Andrews to Jacecki, and I will guess if it's a Pee Wee play or not. So Mark Andrews, uh, again, the Baltimore Raven tight end against the Denver Broncos. He's at mm-hmm. 5,300. I am going to say that's a Pee Wee no. That is a, a Pee Wee no. I was on him last week, uh, but definitely not this week. I don't, I don't like Andrews. I don't really like that game. So we'll jump down next. We got Kyle Pitts, uh, 5K flat. Uh, there at home against the Washington football team. Is Kyle Pitts a peewee play? No, Kyle Pitts is not a peewee play. I think you like that. From what I heard, you like the Washington Redskins or Washington football team nowadays. So maybe you do like it. But, man, Kyle Pitts has just put up little stinkers all along the way. He struggled. He's not a play. I do like Matt Ryan, um, but I don't like Pitts. So hopefully it's it's Ridley and and Pitts that make me look silly. Um, So (laughs) one of your guys last year – uh, you were really on this guy's bandwagon. Logan Thomas at 4,900 on the opposite side of Pitts going up against the Falcons. Is he a peewee play? 
I think he is a peewee play. I say he's a yes peewee play. Ingram got, I think, seven targets last week. Uh, I maybe I, No, seven targets last week against those Atlanta Falcons. And so I think with Thomas getting that many, uh, he'll be able to hit a pretty good payoff to this week. He's not. Uh, oh. I, don't, I, I've never, I don't know. I've never been a Logan Thomas fan. Uh, big body. Uh, I'm just not sure I, I like him. I know. I think I would have preferred him with, with Fitzpatrick than I do to Heineke. Um, but I just, I don't, he only got four targets last week at Buffalo in a game where they were trailing that whole game, uh, yeah. took a late touchdown to, to get there. So I'm going to lean no, uh, with, with Logan Thomas being a peewee play. Yeah. But Atlanta's given up 17 points per game to tight end position. So I just, I look at that and I go, okay, well he, he's right at it. Three times the value. He'll be able to do that. So yeah, I, I'm pretty picky with, with tight end. It, it's Kelsey. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like nobody one else. or two others. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dallas Goddard, yep, forty eight hundred, uh, going up uh, opposite Kelsey against Kansas City. Okay, I got, I got, I got the perfect Pierre answer here. Okay, uh, I, I, I like this game a little bit. I like this game a lot, but I think I'm going to save a couple of the dollars there, and I'm going to go all the way down to Zach Ertz at four K. Is what I'm going to do. You nailed it. Oh, <laughs> you nailed it. It is. I mean, you look at you know Goddard. He hasn't really got the targets. Five, two, and four. Uh, that's not what you want out of out of your tie in one. And I, I do think it's it's Ertz. You know, Ertz came back off the COVID list, seven targets, uh, got a touchdown. I, I do feel Goddard has more bursts. You know, watching that game, he definitely has more speed, but Ertz is still finding ways to, to get open. And, you know, Nick Sirianni's, you know, was in that Frank Wright, you know, offense. He's the offensive coordinator for the Colts. So he, he's used to working with those tight end sets as well. So I do prefer Ertz. You know, to save that, what, $1,300 off of Goddard there. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> All right. So you were on him uh, last week, and that's uh, Mr. Tyler Higby, uh, 4600 there for the Rams going up against Arizona. Pee-wee play or not? No, it's not. Arizona's giving up four points per game to tight ends, and so I don't think Higby is in play this week. He seems to be one of those guys, Pierre, that's on again, off again. I think that's the way you had pointed out to me. He's every other week. He is. He is. And it is a no. Uh, I, I think I, I'm not going to chase it. We'll get the receiver, but I like a receiver still for the Rams. So I'm going to go no uh, with Higby again, uh, Arizona. Good matchup, good total, but I'm just going to pass. Okay. Uh, All right, Bobby, Bobby Funyan, what I like to call him, <laughs> but uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, your favorite uh, foe, the, the Packers there, 4,500 going up against Steel City at Lambeau. I think you think that the Green Bay Packers have got to score here, but even I know your Green Bay Packer love here that you kind of have because you're uh, what well, you got it. You got to root for them on Sunday, or else you'll be in the doghouse. Uh, but but Tonyan, I'm going to say no. The volume's just not there for Tonyan right now, and he's touchdown dependent, and you can't necessarily depend on that each week. You're right. You're right. It's a it's a no for Tonyan. Uh, you mentioned volumes down. Uh, seems to be uh, Devontae Adams and then nothing else unless it's like Aaron Jones. So definitely no for Tunyon. Uh, going into Denver, Teddy Two Gloves throwing this guy the ball. Uh, out of tight end university, that's no offense. Uh, 4,300 going up against Baltimore. Well, it sounds like you really don't like this game, but I put Fant down as a yes, simply because Baltimore's given up 23 points to the tight ends each and every week, Pierre. Mm -hmm. And I know you like Noah Fant to start with. He doesn't have a lot of receiving options there. Teddy doesn't. So I think I'm going to say yes to Noah Fant. Yes, yes, yes. Fant is a peewee play. I do like Noah Fant. Again, tight end you out of Iowa. Unfortunately, I just saw an Iowa tight end stink it up against this same Baltimore team last week. 
Uh, that was TJ Hawkinson, who I played and mentioned, only got me three points. Uh, but I do like Fant. I think he'll get, you know, perhaps some more targets as well. Because not only do you not have Judy anymore, now you don't have KJ Hamler. Uh, he'll start to soak that in with, you know, Patrick and, and Sutton on the outside. So, yes, to, to um, Fant being a, a peewee play. And that takes us to our last guy there. Sounds like you're owning, but will I be owning? That's Mike Gusecki, uh, Miami Dolphins against the Colts 4K. Well, I know you are an Indianapolis Colt fan, and I think you have it in your memory banks what Jacoby Brissett did with tight ends while he was playing in Indianapolis, and I think you saw that last week with Jacecki as well. At 4K, it's just a tremendous value with the volume that he saw last week and the point total he put up. So, yes, I think it is a peewee play. Yeah, yeah, he's a play. Um, 12 targets is a lot. That's a lot of targets. Uh, 4K, good salary. Uh, we've seen the coach struggle a bit, you know, at times against tight ends off and on so far this year already. I know Jared Everett got in the end zone week one. Um, so I, I like the second. We'll see if that's still there. That's something the situation to monitor with the target volume. Uh, but I will play him at 4K. All right. Hey, who else do you see down here that you like in this tight end range? If anybody, I have one or two if you don't have anybody, but I'm sure you have one. Yeah, um, I like Schultz again. Dalton Schultz, he seems to be that tight end one there in Dallas. Coming off a big game, uh, 26 points against Philly. I don't know if he'll get there again, but he he's still popping against Carolina. So I do like Dalton Schultz. Uh, I was actually on Conklin. I didn't mention him on the pot, but me and uh, John Fran had some some back and forth uh, where Conklin was 2,900 last week. I really liked him. Uh, don't like him this week, <laughs> so don't play him this week, but, but good there. Uh, I'll go down to Jack Doyle, um, monitor his situation, but I don't mind him as well. Uh, 2700 for the Colts. Uh, Wentz has to get the ball out uh, a lot quicker. He's unable to scramble on those two sprains. Uh, so I like Doyle. And then the, the other one you already mentioned, uh, that was Zach Ertz. He's there at, at 3500 so I don't mind Zach Ertz as well. I was thinking Evan Ingram with the uh, depleted wide receiving core that the New York Giants have. I know he's going against uh, those, you know, a tough, tough competition this week in New Orleans. Uh, but at the same time, he had six targets last week, maybe knocking the rust off a little bit last week as well, because it's been some time off since the last time he played football. So I liked Evan Ingram just a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind Ingram. Uh, he, he used to be talented, I think. Um, I know he's always had, <laughs> had drop problems, but. At one point, he was considered, you know, a, a top tight, top tight end. So hopefully, he can round back in the form. Three uh, K is really, really cheap for him. Again, he had six targets. He can catch a few more of those. Uh, they're also banged up as well with, you know, uh, Shepard uh, leaving the game early. Slayton uh, also leaving that game early. So watch those those guys and their status. Uh, but I don't mind Evan Ingram at three K. He's he's worth a shot because he's he's more talented. I feel than that price tag. The only other one I saw was Fryermuth. I think I said that right uh, with Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. He's he's really uh, taking the mantle away from Eric Ebron. He doesn't even exist anymore. And they're trying to get him active and involved in that game, uh, or at least in the in the passing attack, it seems like. And like you said, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have very far to throw the ball. And so I see him last week uh, kind of just get his targets are up each and every week. Yeah, baby Gronk's what he was called there at Penn State. But he's, he's actually on the field less than Ebron, but he's the only one getting targets. Uh, so he is under consideration. It might be a cheap bring back if you did decide to, to stack the, the Packers and have to pay up for Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams. So that's a that's a good call as well. 
Yeah, that's so, so those were the only guys I saw right there. All right, Pierre, mm-hmm. uh, here on the DFS Dreamer podcast on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. You can also follow me at Loafinit on Twitter, and you can follow Pierre for some of his expert advice over on Twitter as well, at PWE31. We like to save up on defenses. All right, that's what that's what we like to do. We like to save up on defenses here. But before we get there, we're going to have to go to running back because running back is that one of those tiers that kind of seem to take forever. Right. But yeah. this week, I'm just going to tell you, I, I, I don't I'm not in love with a bunch of these running backs. I don't I don't know what to think. I, I think that I have to pay up, though, for the Derrick Henry's of the world at eighty eight hundred. So let me ask you, will he or won't he all the way down to Nick Chubb? Derrick Henry, will he or won't he pay three times the value? I think he will. Uh, I know that's a lot, but the Titans are kind of banged up right now. So you, you got A.J. Brown. He left the, the Colts game early with uh, a hamstring. Julio didn't practice now as well, and, you know, if you're missing both of your, your top flight pass catchers, that's a game to lean on Henry. Uh, they're already giving him a, a ton of, of targets anyways and attempts, so I do like Henry. You're looking at 24, 27. I think he can get there against the lowly Jets, so I would say yay. He might get 100 this week, Peter. <laughs> hey, come- if so, you're going to need him. <laughs> Kamara. Kamara finally came to life a little bit. I don't know if it was a game plan thing or whatever, or if they just got through to Winston finally. I don't know what it was, but he's at 8,400. It still seems like a lot of money for me to trust him on Sunday. I mean, it's a lot, but he's getting more attempts than he's gotten in the past. Usually he'd get around, you know, 14 to 16 type of rushing attempts, and most of his uh, volume will be in the passing game, whereas he's gotten 20-plus attempts uh, in the rushing game uh, two out of three weeks. His, his receiving targets are down, which is where a lot of his points come from. So that's concerning. Uh, so I'm going to lean no, but I think he can. But I'll, I'll lean no for now. If Dalvin Cook is healthy against the Cleveland Browns at 8,100, will he pay three times the value? I'm going to go no. Uh, he's just coming off an ankle that was bad enough to miss. You know, I, I'm going to lean no. They might want to keep Madison involved just a bit in order not to put too much on Dalvin. So I would say no, just to be cautious. If Aaron Jones is healthy, which it looks like he will, he'll be a game time. To, uh, he'll he'll he's a he's a gamer. He's always going to play seventy seven hundred against Pittsburgh. Will he pay three times the value? No, no, he's not going to have the Detroit Lions on the other side. So I'm going to lean no with Aaron Jones also. Nick Chubb against that Minnesota defense seven K. Will he? I like Chubb. I'm still going to lean no. Uh, Kareem Hunt again is involved, and he's he's taking away action. Uh, so when you don't have that bell cow back, you really need Chubb to, to get in the end zone. If he doesn't, you're really going to struggle getting to that 20-plus that you need there. So no for Chubb. Okay. All right. All right. No, 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 no. Oh, you got a lot of no's <laughs> right there. Well, that's what I thought, too. I was like, holy cow, if I don't pay up for Derrick Henry, I'm going to be missing out on some things here. I can't take a chance on those other guys. All right. I got a new game for us. Another new game. Okay. Draft them for your friend, Pierre. We're going to draft uh, these guys for your friend. So I'm going to draft- friends. <laughs> I'm going to draft <laughs> some for you, and you're going to okay. draft some for me, and we'll alternate. So we want to be good. We want to be nice. We want to be friendly towards one another. And so I will go first here. I'm okay. going to draft a player for my friend who I think gives me three times the value or will give you three times the value uh, okay. pretty easily on Sunday, and that's David Montgomery at 5,800 against the uh, Detroit Lions. We'll go from David Montgomery there at the bottom all the way up to Najee Harris, okay? Okay. And, and I, I'm going to start off pretty cheap there for you because I think that, that you would like that matchup against Detroit. Uh, they're going to have to take the pressure off of fields if he ends up playing or even if Dalton's a little bit injured still and he ends up playing. they they got to change the game plan, and they got to give it to my 
Montgomery just to put Fields in a, you know, a third and short maybe or something like that instead of playing from behind like he was last week. Well, you just said like a few minutes ago how the, the Bears were in shambles and I know. how bad they were. And, you, know, you call me a friend, you give me Dale Montgomery. <laughs> but, uh, no, I agree. I, I like Montgomery there at 5,800. I think he'll have a bounce back. So I, I think that's a good play, and I thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, going to go opposite uh, him, if you don't mind, and I'm going to take DeAndre Swift for you. So uh, going up against your Bears, but he's he's really seeing volume everywhere. So He's gotten 11, 5, and 7 targets uh, in the passing game. Uh, he's getting rushing uh, as well. He seems to be getting more and more of the, the snap shares uh, now that he's, you know, recovering from that groin. I know they, they kind of lean Jamal Williams some a bit. Uh, but I do like Swift. He's gotten 23-plus um, in two out of his three games. I think that can continue, uh, again, because he can get that passing down volume, 6,200. Uh, so I'm going to draft DeAndre Swift for you against the Bears. Okay, I guess I will take that. I, I I like Jamal Williams better each and every week. It seems like than I do Swift, but I will take DeAndre Swift, even though it is against a really tough Bears defense. But I will do you a friend to you, and I will give you Antonio Gibson this week at sixty one hundred against the Atlanta Falcons. He had eighteen, uh, seventeen uh, fantasy points last week against the Buffalo Bills, and he's really clicking right now. This just really really clicking. I love the big reception that he had last week, and if he he's going to be able to put all those things together against Atlanta this week. So you're welcome, Pierre, for a twenty five point uh, uh, game from Antonio Gibson. See, he worries me. Um, I don't. I don't know. So that that big play last week, that was like it. Like that, what seventy yard touchdown? That was his fancy day. Otherwise, yeah. he's he's right back to the nine and to the twelve. So I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> but uh, well, well, let's play Dirty Santa then. I'll give you. I'll take Gibson. <laughs> you take Swift. There we go. There we go. We got a swap. So I'll go and I'll take you. You know, you knowing you're a Bama guy, I'm going to draft Najee Harris for you. I uh, kind of mentioned earlier how Big Ben just can't get the ball downfield. Uh, what that results in is, is more touches for Najee Harris. Uh, coming off 19 points and then 31 points, uh, he saw uh, like five and then 19 targets. Uh, knowing the Packers, they they really struggle uh, against the run. You saw Trey Sermon get in the end zone uh, there against the 49ers. Uh, both uh, Swift uh, had a pretty solid game against them, even though they blew out Detroit. Um, you saw week one, Kamara, you know, put up, you know, 20 uh, points as well. So give me Najee Harris, 6,800 on the field all the time. You know, you're looking at 90 plus percent of the snaps, really 100 percent. So he's out there. Uh, he's now involved in the passing game. So uh, give me Najee Harris for you, Bama boy, 6,800. This next one is tough for me because I would want to do the same for you and give you Jonathan Taylor because I know that that is one of your guys that you really <laughs> like to root for. But I think that's going to be an ugly game on Sunday. So I don't want to do that to you because I think his price is a little bit too high to get the points that you're going to need. I'm going to go with somebody who I think has the best shot at giving you three times the value, and that is Chris Carson on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. I know he hasn't hit that 18-point mark yet but those 49ers aren't the same 49ers defense that we're used to seeing and this one might get a little bit of a back and forth game itself mm -hmm. and Chris Carson could see a lot of those red zone attempts this week and if Tyler Lockett is still banged up or pouty or whatever it was that happened to him last week I don't even know what it was <laughs> I think Chris Carson might possibly be able to get you that 18 uh, to 20 point range yeah I like Carson uh, you kind of need to have the game script go your way for him uh, if they get ahead, then you, you really love Carson. He's going to get the ball. They're going to grind it out. But if they get behind, you know, they're going to let Russ cook. He's going to be throwing it down the field. And 
Carson's not too involved in the passing game. He's gotten, you know, two zero and three targets. So that's going to depend on the game script. They get up. Yes. Give me Chris Carson. If they're down, I don't know if Carson's going to get there. So let's see. Okay. We're Do you in have this it? range. Do you have, have anybody else? Me? Yes. <sighs> Maybe Zeke. I mean, I can take Zeke for you. Um, he was my showdown captain uh, in that game because everyone oh, was off what? of him. They were talking, you know, Tony Pollard this, and uh, Zeke still got some juice. Uh, so if they let Zeke eat uh, that big bowl of cereal that he likes to eat, I do like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, 6,500. Again, him and Dak are best friends, so they're they're going to get him the ball. He's going to get some opportunities, you know, in the, the passing game as well. Uh, going against Carolina, big total again, 50, 50 plus. Cowboys play by four and a half right now. So if they get ahead, they're going to be grinding out with Zeke. Uh, so I will draft uh, Zeke for you at 6,500. I do think he's still in play this week. Okay. I think we've exhausted the gifts we to did. each other. We're, we're starting to give each other ties now at this point. You know, <laughs> there's a little tie for it. Hey, uh, let me go with Tony Pollard then. Let's go in this tier. Tony Pollard at 5,700. And we're going to go all the way down to Mike Davis at 5,100. So there's several names in there people can look at. But uh, just give me two. I think they're, I think they're, well, real fast before we two. jump down, huh? we didn't mention him, but. Chuba Hubbard, he's also yes. in play, uh, 5,900. No McCaffrey, so just keep him in mind uh, there at 59. So go ahead. I'm sorry. From Pollard no, no, down no. to – Yeah. Uh, Pollard all the way down to, let's see, to 5,100 where we okay. have uh, James Conner. All right? James Conner, Mike Davis range down there. Okay. Uh, do you see a couple of guys in that range that you like? Yeah, I like C.E.H., uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know I was on him last week as well. I felt like he was going to get more involved. He did. He got 17 rushes, broke, you know, 100 yards, got to 100 yards, had a passing touchdown. Uh, I know he fumbled again, but, you know, Andy Reid still continued to roll with him after the fumble. Uh, we just saw what Ezekiel Elliott did against this Eagles uh, defense. So I do like uh, CEH again, 5,400. And then I like whoever whoever starts for the, the Rams, whether it be Henderson or Michelle. Um, if Henderson misses, then you can play Sonny Michelle. He got 20 attempts. Uh, last week against the, the Buccaneers D, I feel like the Cardinals are less stout up front when it comes to the rush. So you can play him or Henderson, who was also a really hot start uh, before he got injured himself. He's questionable uh, with ribs. He did practice limited today. Uh, so keep that in mind. But, you know, look at those first two weeks, 15, 17, right around that range you would need for him. So I would take CEH uh, and then either Henderson or Michelle uh, if uh, Henderson's out. Okay, so no more Edmonds. We're not chasing Edmonds anymore. Okay, so I <laughs> <laughs> I'm not because Connor's getting all the goal line work plus Kyler. So unless he's like running one out from you know outside the red zone or, or catching one and running it in, his touchdown upside's limited. No, I completely agree with you there. It's it's hard to chase Edmonds anymore after he's burned us the first four weeks, or you know he, he may have hit his total at one time or two. All right, Pierre, down here at the bottom tier, I, I'm I'm not excited about these guys anymore. It mm-hmm. kind of seems like the, the excitement has waned from Mike Davis all the way down. But do you see anybody here that you like? Well, I think you can pay attention to the, the 49ers. If Elijah Mitchell misses again, you can look at Sermon for 5K. Uh, do like Naeem Hines. So you mentioned Taylor kind of being a little overpriced, 6,300. If the coach are going to win, I think they got to get Taylor involved. But Hines looks good. Um, he's a part of that passing game. Cordell Patterson, who I can't believe I'm saying this, has really been a part of that that yeah. passing game there with the Falcons, uh, even more so with Russell Gage being out. So you look at, you know, seven targets back-to-back weeks, you know, 16, 23 points from Cordell Patterson. 
Uh, he's in play, I, I think, at 4,900. And then right below him, uh, Devin Singletary, I think he's still in play. Uh, he kind of got moved out with Moss uh, last week. So that's a situation to watch. You know, was it because the blowout that they kind of prevented Singletary or, or was it because they're moving to Moss, uh, who's healthy now? Uh, but I think you can still look at him, 4,800. Had a couple decent weeks to start the season before that stinker last week. Um, I probably won't go any lower than him, though, at 48. Okay. I, I, yes, I, I concur what you say. All right, over <laughs> on the defensive side of things, if we could save a little amount of money, I've got one. I've got one. I've okay, who is Let I me have it. At it. I, I hate to say it. It's hard to say it. But, I mean, the Bears didn't do anything last week <laughs> offensively. I look at the Detroit Lions, and I just like the grittiness that they have. I see it mm-hmm. in 2,200. And I can see, like I've said, but this, this whole game just turning ugly. Ugly. And at, this game might be 6-3. to three, So, at the very least, you're going to be able to keep your 10 points from Detroit. You know, you may not be able to pay <laughs> off much more than that. But I think that Detroit is going to hang in there uh, the entire time. Yeah, I like the Lions as well, regardless of whether it's it's Fields or Dalton. Uh, again, I don't like the, the offense that, that Nagy's running, and so uh, the Lions definitely. Again, you don't need much for for twenty two hundred. They're going to open up uh, for a lot of other players to get played, so I don't mind the Lions at, at twenty two hundred. Uh, right above them, I also like the the Falcons. Uh, they're at twenty three hundred uh, at home, going up against the Washington Football Team. Uh, again, the Falcons don't have the best defense, but when you look at Heineke and kind of the, the struggles he may have. Uh, you're not hoping for much. You're hoping for uh, a pick six, you know, a couple sacks, something along those lines uh, where they can get, put points on the board. You tend to want teams that are going to throw the ball, so you have those opportunities at sacks, um, at pick sixes, and I feel like the Washington may be throwing the ball more than they should mm-hmm. uh, and not giving it to Gibson and McKissick, so I, I do like the Falcons there cheap as well. Okay. I can also see, it, and and not here down here at the cheap mark, but I could see mm-hmm. people not playing Kansas City because of what they think Jalen Hurts can possibly do. But man, Kansas City is one of those weird little teams that scheme up some things and hide behind players. And, and you know what I mean? Like it, they just mm-hmm. seem to be able to outsmart the other quarterback. And I don't think Jalen Hurts has seen everything yet. And I don't think that he's seen some of those schemes. And I, I really think that uh, Kansas City might be able to get one and take it to the house on Sunday. That's my thinking, though. It's possible. They look they look terrible right now, but mm-hmm. um, a good matchup, 3,200. Um, I like the Colts. Um, I know they haven't been great either, but 2,700. They've been better in recent weeks in regards to sacks and turnovers, you know, 11 and 7 points. Uh, they should know Jacoby Brissett pretty well. So just like we said, he had revenge. Uh, they should know him and his playing style and what he's looking for also. Uh, two desperate teams, really, so I wouldn't mind them at, at 2,700. I don't mind the Seahawks, actually, at 24. Again, they haven't been great, uh, but a divisional matchup. Um, Jimmy G has you know, Trey Lance looking over him. Uh, they do throw the ball. I know they run it a little bit more, uh, but they do throw the ball also, but I think the Seahawks could be in play also. And I also like the Cowboys. Uh, these are all, you know, opposite plays, I guess, a little bit. But I like the Cowboys just because it's the first time that Carolina's really going to have any, you know, stiff competition. Plus, <laughs> Dallas has intercepted the ball, I think, three games in a row, at least Diggs has. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that just means that that defense is playing at maybe a little bit different level than what Carolina's used to seeing. And Carolina can maybe become one-dimensional since you don't have CMC in the backfield anymore. Absolutely. I mentioned it's a big game for Donald, so good call at the Cowboys. Uh, can pay up in spots as well. I know some might pay up for the Titans, uh, 3,900 against the Jets. Uh, Titans really aren't that great of a defense, but I know the Jets are on the other side, so be careful there. Uh, I think Buffalo will be in play if you can afford it at 43. 
uh, going up against Davis Mills and the Texans, that could definitely be something you look at as well. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, let's head over to that wide receiver room and see what mm-hmm. we think about these wide receivers. And this is what I think this this whole little bracket takes the longest out of any of them, Pierre. There are so <laughs> many wide receivers nowadays that could do this. So let me ask you to rank the top five here. Okay. From Tyreek Hill at 8K all the way down to Thielen. I, th- I say five, uh, down to Thielen at 6,900. If you okay. could, just go ahead and rank those guys. Uh, that's a, that's a lot of ranking, isn't it? That is a lot of ranking. Uh, so we're, let's let's play. Would you rather? Let's play. Would you rather? All right, from Th- Thielen all the way up. Would you rather have Thielen or Terry McLaurin this week at sixty nine hundred? Uh, McLaurin. McLaurin. Okay, against Cleveland, the defense kind of scares you off a little bit. Atlanta. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Plus his his knee. Okay, McLaurin or Calvin Ridley. I do like Ridley. Uh, I think he's going to be the the one that Ryan targets. So give me Calvin Ridley there. All right, Ridley or Lockett if he plays. Tyler Lockett if he plays. I like Lockett against the Forty Nine er. Lockett or Metcalf. Uh, Lockett over Metcalf still. Um, again, I'm worried about his injury, but he seems like he's okay. So I, I continue to go with Lockett. I prefer DK at home. And they're actually on the road against San Francisco this week. Ah, I'm going to put that in my memory banks and remember that. Uh, Lockett or Jefferson? Uh, Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Again, I mentioned Thielen might be. I think he'll play, but he's a little banged up. Jefferson finally had the the game many of his fantasy owners were looking for. uh, Nine for 118. So I do like Justin Jefferson. Jefferson or Diggs? Diggs, Diggs. So Diggs is like right up there in like total air yards. I want to say he's second um, in total air yards. And you look at the first few games that uh, Buffalo's had, a few of those have been, you know, in the wind uh, against Pittsburgh, against Washington. So they're not really able to hit some of those big plays and that you tend to see with Diggs. That's why you've seen Beasley, you know, get 13 plus targets, you know, two out of those three weeks. I think this will be a Diggs week. I don't see the win right now being as bad in Buffalo. Uh, and I feel like he's due for his his breakout game. And I think this will be the week for him. I knew you would say that about Diggs this week. Not the weather part, but I knew you would say they really got to get Diggs in the end zone. And if you think about Diggs and his past in Minnesota and stuff, he's just not somebody you want to make upset, all right? Because he'll rock, <laughs> he'll rock the boat. And and look, watching everybody else catch touchdown passes and everything last week, it's it's Diggs' time. It's Diggs' turn this week. That's, That's all right. I can. Uh, so Diggs or Hopkins? Uh, Diggs, though. I'm going to stick with Diggs. Uh, Hopkins banged up. Tough matchup against the Rams. They have two really good corners. Uh, might get shadowed by Jalen Ramsey, so I'll stick with Diggs. Diggs or Cooper Cup? <sighs> you got to play Cooper Cup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to. He's just – him and Stafford just have a different type of connection right now. Uh, 7800 still a really good price tag for him. So uh, he went up about 1000 but I still like him. You're looking at, what, 21 to 24 He's beat that three weeks in a row against the Bears, Colts, and, and Bucks. So give me cup. This is like a connection like Brady and Edelman, except it's on steroids. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? I mean, it's on steroids. They, they take it to a whole nother level, man. It's true. Uh, cup or Adams? Um, Devontae. I, I, I think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the, the NFL. <laughs> I think he showed it against the 49ers. I thought he got concussed. I guess that wasn't the case, but he came right back in, drove right back down the field. He's really the only only target there. Uh, for Rodgers, uh, you got MVS who's pulled a hamstring and missed uh, that second half of that 49ers game. So he may not even play this week, uh, which I feel like is more uh, targets for, for Adams. And Pittsburgh hasn't looked great. They just let Jamar Chase run up and down the field on him. So Adams is much better than Chase. 
All right, so Adams or Tyreek Hill? Uh, still Adams. Adams will be the top guy there. Uh, Tyreek, he's a lot boomer bust. Uh, when he booms, you know, he's looking at 40 you know, points or so, but I'll take Adams uh, for that $100 less and a little more safety. Yeah, it won't be long before Adams is at 10K if they keep playing this way. I mean, it's just, just it's, it won't be, it won't be very long. All right, let's go from CD Lamb at 6,700 all the way okay. down to Odell Beckham Jr. at 5,800, Pierre, all okay. the way down there at 5,800. Just I, this seems like a nice little little section here. Uh, give me a couple of players that you like out of here. So I do like Odell Beckham, uh, 5,800 going up against Minnesota. Saw nine tar- targets in his return to the field last week against the Bears. Uh, mentioned he was a little out of gas. You know, he hadn't really played in almost two years now. So uh, still no Jarvis Landry. So I, I feel like Beckham's going to be in play. Uh, they may have to actually throw the ball since the Bears aren't across from him. Uh, Minnesota has a pretty competent offense. So I do like Beckham there at 58. And um, I got Cooper. I feel like this might be an Amari Cooper week uh, there at 6K. Uh, kind of been missing in action the last two weeks. I know he's had the the rib issue, uh, but we saw, you know, CeeDee Lamb, you know, have his game. You saw Zeke have his game last week. Uh, so I feel like this might be a, a get Amari some action uh, week. So give me Cooper at, at 6K as well. Okay. All right. I can see that. Now, the next little tier, 5,700 from Smith, okay, for Philadelphia, mm-hmm. who's going against Kansas City, all the way down to Brandon Ayuk at 5K. All right, okay. so we're just kind of running. I got three guys. I got okay. three guys in here, and I need you to guess who those three guys are. So one is a guy I can't quit. Um, I know he hasn't really performed up to par yet, but I'm going to go with Bobby Trees, uh, Robert Woods there at 5,300. No, not for me. Uh, no, 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 no. I can quit Robert Woods. I can cut him off right there. I can knock some limbs off. I can do whatever I need to do. But Robert <laughs> Woods is not for me. Uh, not, not as long as Cooper Cup is sitting there doing. I, everybody thought it might be a Robert Woods week last week, and they I went did. everywhere else but him. And it was seven points is all he got us for. So I, I quit. I quit Robert. Yeah, Woods. that was a, a wah 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 for sure. But he's on the field. I mean, he's still playing. You know, ninety plus percent of the snaps. He's getting open. It's just Cooper Cup's getting more open, so just keep that in mind. So no, no to Woods. Let's see. You like Christian Kirk? Are you looking at him? No, I'm not looking at Christian <laughs> Kirk either. I'm feeling terrible now because I I trust your opinion over mine. I I, I wonder if it's going to be uh if it's going to go like Kirk more, Kirk more, Cook and then more. I, I just yeah. wonder if it's going to you know start switching like that every other week. I do not like Kirk. Not against the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, interesting. So. You don't like them. I can't believe you don't like Robert Woods. That's okay. Do you like Ayuk? I do like Ayuk down there at 5K. I think this is going to have to. He got more involved in the game last week. I don't know if that means that he's out of the doghouse or whatever it is. Yeah. But he got more involved in the game. Seattle's not the greatest of secondaries or anything. He put up 14 and a half fantasy points last week. It was only six targets. But Brandon Ayuk doesn't need a lot of targets to be able to find the end zone on some of those things, especially with the rushing upside that he has at different times. So I, I you know I'm not high on Brandon Ayuk, but I just mm-hmm. see him out of the doghouse and being set free. Yeah, I can I can see that he did play eighty six percent of the, the snap, six targets. That can that's bound to go up. So I can I can understand that. I get that. I think I'm just more thinking about the the pass and the doghouse. So if he's out of the doghouse, that's actually a pretty cheap price uh, for Hayek. Yep. Yep. All, All right. right, I got two more. You got two more out of this group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, Corey Davis revenge. 
it is a Corey Davis revenge. I don't know. You know, I, that one is a little shaky for me. And I, I, I say that and you didn't even come close to picking him. But Corey Davis, Corey Davis is a little bit shaky for me. But I remember back to the first week. All right. Mm-hmm. And they've had some tough opponents. They went against New England. They've gone against Denver. That's really mm-hmm. hard. And, you know, whenever whenever that happens, man, I just could see a young quarterback getting flustered. But this is a Corey Davis revenge week. Uh, he had 26 points that first week. He hasn't really seen it since then. But the targets have kind of stayed up in that range. And even against Denver, he had 10 targets. But it was against the Broncos. The Titans are nowhere near what the Denver Broncos were. That's true. That's true. And he, he's getting the targets. Uh, you you got to feel like they're going to play better. Uh, they've had two stinkers in a row. They may not, but if they play better, they can get up and down the field a bit. Gets the Titans. Again, the Titans might be missing uh, their top two wide receivers as well. A mm-hmm. revenge game with him being one, uh, the receiver that left there. So I, I, I don't mind Corey Davis. That's a, that's a good call also. Yeah, he's just a cheap price. So one more in this range, Beasley. No, not Cole Beasley. He's going to be safe. He's going to get his thing. But I think that they're going to have let off the throttle a little bit there in the third quarter. And you know how it is, man. Cole Beasley put him in bubble wrap. Let's get some other people involved. <laughs> so I'm going to leave Cole Beasley alone. I, my last one. My last one is Cortland Sutton. Okay. Right. Cor- Cortland Sutton, and the reason why is he's last man standing. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, and the <laughs> Baltimore true. Ravens do not have the greatest of defenses this year. I like their front core but their secondary has just not been that great and I, I could see him getting some points two weeks ago just two weeks ago against the Jacksonville Jaguars he put up 28 points and uh, 12 targets and I think he could see that same kind of volume I know you don't like that game but I, I look at this game as being maybe a little sneaky shootout game yeah you're right. I don't like that game so that could be what's what's got me kind of off a little bit but that's that's interesting I, I I like the play obviously he should have the volume they should have to pass it more than they did last week, so that could be in play also. So I don't, I don't hate that at all. Okay, all right. Well, at, finish us out here, Pierre. I know you can see some diamonds in the rough, and I think Robert Woods was one of them. But do you have any other diamonds down here at the bottom of this uh, pile? Yeah, I don't mind your guy uh, there, Darnell Mooney, thirty nine hundred. If you go on down uh, again, he's on the field, you know, ninety plus percent of the time. Uh, he is a little questionable, so watch that. But I expect the Bears to, to be better. Uh, if you look at this Detroit team, like Marquise Brown got behind that defense on a numerous amount, <laughs> so many occasions, and dropped the ball. Uh, Mooney's kind of that player for the Bears, so if he can get behind uh, that defense, if Dalton or, or Fields, whoever's throwing it to him, can can hook up with him, I feel like he'll be a good play. Um, I like Jalen Waddle going up at, at 4,900, going up against my coach. Uh, he's seeing targets as well. So I know you mentioned Gusecki and uh, how many targets he got last week. He saw Waddle get 13 himself, uh, which was coming off of eight. He caught 12 of those 13, uh, only for 58 yards. So it's those really, you know, short routes again, where Jacoby Brissett kind of lives. So Waddle at 4,900, I feels like a good play also. I did like Beasley. I know you didn't like Beasley, but I like Beasley as well as his partner there, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. 31 points expected, almost 32 points expected out of Buffalo. That can't all be digs. Uh, so I think Josh Allen will get Sanders and, and Beasley involved down there as well. Uh, again, watch the Thielen um, situation there. If he's out, uh, the guy that burned us last week, KJ Osborne, can be back in play. Mm-hmm. And then if you do like Sutton, I think you also got to like Tim Patrick on the other side, 4,900. No KJ Hamler. He's going to be on the field a bit more himself and uh, give some weapons there for, for Bridgewater to throw to you. 
You keep mentioning the Bears. I don't know why you keep mentioning this. They're gonna the game's gonna be like nine points. Nine points, man. There's no <laughs> fantasy relevance there. And let me tell you, it's a Nick Foles week in Chicago. All right. I get it. I'm just, get... He's popping out there. They're popping in projections. So the projections I use really like the the Bears, mostly Montgomery um, and Mooney. Uh, Robinson's a little further down, but those two it seems to be popping. So someone's gonna okay. have to do something. You trace that. You trace it all the way back. You trace wherever your projections are that you're using, and I bet you their home projection station is in <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. I bet you. <laughs> note it. Note it. We'll see if that gets back. <laughs> Build me a lineup, Mr. Pierre. All right. Let me see. I'm looking at these over-unders. So give me, give me my homes. I'm going to go up. I'm going to pay up for my homes. He actually treated me pretty well last week as well. Uh, going up against Philly, they're, we're one and two. They really need a win. Going back in the Philly where uh, Andy Reid coached for years. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Mahomes. You know who I'm going to pair him up with. Uh, that's going to be Kelsey there at tight end. Got to pay up for Kelsey. Uh, like him. I'll actually put him uh, at CEH as well. 5,400 running back. That'll give me my my double stack that I like. Uh, so I'll go Mahomes, CEH, and, and Kelsey again. Uh, I'll run it back with double tight end, so Zach Ertz will, will save us some salary there at 3,500. Again, he saw seven targets, uh, had four for 59, a touchdown. I feel like the Eagles will be behind, so they'll have to throw the ball. You know so what I did? 35. What's that? You know what I did? I, 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 as you were talking, I went ahead and plugged all three, four of those guys. After you said Mahomes, I plugged the rest of them in. I knew did it. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, li- <laughs> I, I like the way it looks on paper. I like the way it looks on paper. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm going to get up and running back. I'm going with your your guy. I'm going Henry. I'm going to see if I can jam him in there as well. 8,800 uh, for Derrick Henry. Going to gonna be pricey, but I, I feel like if if both A.J. Brown and Julio miss, uh, he's going to definitely have his chance to, to really control that game. So that leaves some That leaves receivers. no wide receivers yet. You have no wide receivers yet, Pierre, just to let you know. And you're, <laughs> you know, you're spending so, up for Derrick Henry. That's right. Give me, give me Bobby Trees. I know you don't like him. Oh. Uh, I feel like he's still out. You know, he's still playing. He's on the field. He, he's due for a week. Uh, he's still cheap. He's not terrible. You watch him. He's still running routes, Chris. Yeah, I think they'll take care of him at some point. So give me, give me Robert Woods at 5,300. Uh, I'll go with your guy, Ayuk. Um, I like the the way you you kind of brought him up and his price tag. Uh, really cheap at 5K. Again, another high uh, over under there uh, against the Seahawks. Uh, it saw 86% of the snaps, saw six targets. That could only go up. So that's Ayuk. We'll got to go cheap on defense. We, we, we have 2,900 left, Pierre. So give me the Lions. 2,200 for the Lions. Okay. Going up against your Bears, that'll save us some salary. That leaves us thirty six hundred. Um, so I like Nick Westbrook. If if Julio and AJ Brown miss, uh, Indiana University guy actually uh, saw targets last week against the Colts. Once they both got injured, uh, saw four, caught off four for fifty three. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to go to Alan Lazard. Um, I know he hasn't seen the targets, uh, but keep a keep an eye. I'll just say keep an eye on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So he, he pulled a hamstring. Now, he didn't practice today. He may be out. Uh, if he's out, then I think that's going to open up things for Lazard. Uh, so give me Alan Lazard at 3,600 to close it out. So Mahomes, CEH, Derek Henry, Ayuk, Alan Lazard, Robert Woods, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Klein's defense. 
Okay, all right, I can see that, and I like it. I like the build that you have there, and you got a couple of options there if Lazard ends up having to miss something uh, there because because uh, Tony, he's rumored to have more targets this week mm-hmm. against New Orleans. You also have Keith Watkins there uh, in, in Philadelphia who really came to life in that game, I believe, last week against that Kansas City secondary this week. So I, I like those couple of options just in case yeah, we have there's an option. And pay attention. you got to pay attention to the injuries. Uh, like last week, a big one was Dalvin Cook. Once he got rolled out, a lot of guys went to Madison. So definitely, you know, pay attention. We record early in the week to give everyone a first look. But as injuries come out, you got to be able to adjust. Sure do. Hey, good job, Pierre. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, appreciate you always being on the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Don't forget to follow Pierre at Wee 31 on Twitter. You can follow me as well at Lofinit. But more importantly than all those things, Pierre and I both want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 